Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter, and I've just been counted out. Great show with Mike and Tyler. You gotta see it. You gotta hear it. Be there. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Sealed of Approved, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and before I introduce Mike, stop what you're doing right now, head over to our YouTube page, and make sure that you have watched part one of what we are doing today, because as I bring you in here, Mike, this list was just too damn hard. For one week, for one, for it really one show. was. We, uh, you know, I mean, I made a joke on YouTube about it. I, I compared it to WrestleMania. You know, this podcast was too big for one for one night, and uh, we're doing we're doing the best WWE theme songs of two thousand to two thousand and four, and seven just wasn't going to cut it, man, was it? No, not at all, man. So if you head over to the at Counted Out Seven YouTube page right now. You can hear Mike's first half of the list. We do from 14 to 8 on there. Mm. Let me tell you, it's a little bit of spoiler alert here. I was fired up, man. So uh, <laughs> if there's anything that you haven't heard on the list this week, head over to the YouTube page, leave a comment, and give Mike shit because I think he <laughs> fucked up a couple of times. But we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. We'll, we'll get, get there, there we'll soon get... enough. So we're going to talk a little bit of shop here. I know, uh, I know you want to talk a little bit about GCW. I uh, which I know absolutely fucking nothing about. So I'm going to turn it over to you here, man. Uh, tell me about GCW. What's going on that's so important that you want to talk about? GCW had a uh, pay-per-view this past weekend uh, on Saturday called Ashes to Ashes. And uh, I'm going to, uh, on our Facebook, I'm going to post um, a sort of a preview they, they made for the main event. And if that doesn't make you want to watch this show, nothing will. Like, it's such a well-done little preview. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'd like to review the show because it, it's honestly one of the best shows I've seen this year. Um, yeah, why, why don't you take some of the high points? And especially right? if you break it down to what it is. You can't take a show like GCW and compare it to anything else because it's not like anything else. It's a fucking indie show. It is an indie show. It's, they're not trying to be anything but an indie show. You know, it's it's poor quality cameras. It's it's a it's a fucking uh, banquet hall in Jersey with about fifty you know neckbeards in the fucking crowd. It is it is what it is, and they don't try to hide from that. So you can't when you're ranking this. I have uh, that's why I want to say when when I when I rank these matches. I rank it based on what I'm watching and, I, and, you know, the entertainment factor within. But when I give a match, let's say an 8 out of 10 on GCW, and I give a match 8 out of 10 on ROH, and someone's going to give me shit going, you think those matches are equal? No, because I, I rank them differently. You have to rank them in accordance to what you're watching, right? So I, I'm going to quickly go through this, uh, th this card. There's two matches I really want to talk about. But uh, I'll, we'll talk about them when I get there. Um, the match opened up with uh, a nice little segment where former GCW champion Ricky, pa uh, Ricky Page, Ricky Shane Page, easy for me to see, say, uh, came out and they didn't even let him talk. And it's hilarious. They've done this whole thing where they kicked him out of GCW. <laughs> Um, they in a, in a genius move because they their sister promotion, uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling, has reopened their doors, and in a brilliant move, by losing the championship, they told Ricky Shane Page that he was no longer part of the company, and they kicked him out and sent him to JC, JCW. That's smart booking. I like that. It is amazing booking. It's fantastic. And even uh, I know who he is, and I, I know he generates some awesome heat. And uh, He really does. And he's a good shot in the arm to help reopen that promotion. So smart booking. Exactly. So then we open into the, the opener. Um, it's this guy named Atticus Koger, who he's a young upstart. And I'm, I'm going to say we're probably going to see him either in NXT or AEW in the next three, four, five years. Um, remember that name, Atticus Koger. He's he's going to be big things, and he took on and defeated Tony Deppin in the opener. Wow! 
yeah. Um, so that's 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 something to hang your hat on right there. A victory over a guy like Tony De- uh, Tony Deppin. Um, was, was the ROH TV title on the line? It, it was not. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, that in this, a little bit. This was one of the weaker matches on the card. Um, maybe I was expecting too much because I'm a big Tony Deppin fan, but uh, it, it, I gave this match five out of five. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. Um, five out of five or five out of ten? Oh, sorry, five out of ten. Sorry. The next match, I gave an eight out of ten. This is one of my favorite matches on the card. Um, just out of pure good wrestling. Two guys... Again, you're going to want to remember these names. You're going to see these guys in the future somewhere. Cole Raddick versus Braden Lee. Um, You're not a big GCW guy, Tyler, but I want you to watch this pay-per-view. Even if you don't, like, I'm going to tell you three matches to watch, and this is the first one you need to watch. It's not a death match. It's not a gimmick match. It's not a, you know, what you think of when you see the, the, the letters GCW. It's just a pure, good fucking wrestling match, and it's damn entertaining. All right, all right. Um, then we got to some fun stuff. This is where the goofy GCW shit comes involved. Uh, we got a great tag team match, versus, uh, and it was Iron Beast, which is the tag team of uh, Shane Mercer and uh, a former GCW champion, uh, KTV. They're a great team. Um, honestly, they're a bit of a ripoff of War Machine. If, yeah. if, I, if you're going to be, if I'm going to be honest, but you take that away and they're two really good wrestlers, but they took on the team of Alley Cat and Effie, who if anybody knows GCW, they are two big names in GCW. Yeah, I, know, I know both of those right? names, actually. Well, here's the thing. They've become a hell of a tag team lately and their tag team name is Bussy. Of course. B-U-S-S-Y, which is short for Boy Pussy. Oh, GCW. I love GCW so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, I'm actually, I thought it was going to be phenomenal because they're both great wrestlers. It just kind of fell flat for me. And that was Lee Moriarty versus Joey Janela. Well, I mean, in all reality, how can you follow Bussy? <laughs> right? <laughs> um <laughs> And I, for the record, can, I'm I don't like Joey Janela. He, okay, he, he's not my cup of tea. Joey was one of my favorites in GCW for years. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't been impressed with him on AEW, and I thought maybe it was just the way they were booking him, but it's not because the last few appearances on GCW as well, I'm not digging. I don't know what's going on with Joey, but I, I'm not liking it. Yeah, he's really like sloppy in the ring now. Like I watch on, and, he, on and, he, and he's not in shape. He's not. No, in he's definitely shape not he was in shape. Four or five years ago. No. no, no, he's not in shape. And like he does this move now, where it's kind of like this um, snap Death Valley driver. And every time I've seen him do it, he just spikes these guys on their head. Like yeah. it's real yeah. dangerous. I don't. I, in, including this match. And no, it, it's, another and one. It, right? You know yeah. the move I'm talking about, then. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm not a, not a Joey Janela guy. The next match is another match I want you to watch. I know you're not a deathmatch guy, but fuck, you got to see this. <laughs> this is Mance Warner versus Nolan Edward. Um, two very good wrestlers, but they decided Mance, Edward, uh, Mance uh, Warner, you don't fuck with this guy. He's big, he's tough. And uh, Nolan, Nolan Edward said he was going to come and bring it to Mance. He brought it all right, and then they do this big spot at the end where they both go through a bunch of light tubes. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna send you the picture later, man. His back looked like he was wearing the t-shirt you are right now. Uh, for those of you that can't see, because well, I probably don't put this up on YouTube. It is a Red Edge and Christian t-shirt, old school, that I bought mm-hmm. at WWF New York because I'm old enough to have been there. <laughs> it, his back, he just looked like he was wearing a black, t- a red t-shirt. It was disgusting. Uh, great match, though, however. Then we got a, uh, a really fun six-way scramble match between um, one of my favorite GCW guys for the last five, six years, a guy named AJ Gray. And he took on Ninja Mac, Dante Leon, Ken Broadway, who is fucking awesome, uh, frontman Jassi, and Yo Ya. It was a bit of a clusterfuck, but it was a really fun match. Um, 
AJ Gray comes victorious in the end and flat out says, I'm pissed. I am a former champion. I'm the man who dethroned the king being Nick Gage. And now he's champion again. I want my fucking shot. I should be on top. I want Nick Gage in Las Vegas. When's this going to fucking happen? And they are going to Las Vegas in two weeks. Well, Nick Gage comes out, gets eye to eye with him. But of course, the number one contender, the man who won the Acid Cup a couple weeks ago, a, uh, a young man named uh, Jordan Oliver, uh, came out and said, good for you, AJ Gray, but it's not Nick Gage you're going to be facing in Vegas because he won't be champion. That's going to be me. Well, they went on to have a, uh, a pretty good match. It wasn't a, a Nick Gage death match. It was just a normal, like, kind of a hardcore match. And it was fun. It's, uh, I think they're saving Nick Gage. Nick Gage just got off a major surgery. Um, he fucked his knee and his calf up which is why he was out of uh, action for a good six months. He's only been wrestling now for a f- few months. Um, and unfortunately, I think he fucked his leg up again in this match. That's not good because he's got that no. big match where they've been teasing with Moxley on the horizon, Ex- right? Exactly. So he, in this match, he climbs up. So what they've been doing, they've been, GCW has been very careful. Um, you'll see all their fans are wearing masks. Everybody that's not a performer or a referee or something like that is wearing masks. And between each match, when they get in the, uh, uh, they have a crew that gets in the ring and they sanitize the whole ring. Okay. They wash the turnbuckles. They wash the ropes. They're very careful. Unfortunately, Gage goes to get up on the top rope at one point, And I guess there must've been some access sanitizer on the on one of the ropes and he slipped in it and he fell and fucked his leg back up so i don't know what that means for the future of uh of nick gage he tried to no sell it you could tell he was hurt though so uh anyways he he of course beat jordan oliver and he will be going on to this show in in two weeks um uh in las vegas against aj gray which is going to be a great fucking match that Um, should also if i'm not mistaken line up with his dark side of the ring episode as well i believe that's going to be uh, most likely next that's week as well, about right? right yeah that sounds about right um and then comes the main event i want to set you up for the main event here because you don't know storylines you don't know what's been going on but this match is almost two years in the making all right two years ago at a show called um two cups stuffed it was a co-sponsored event from GCW and Black Label Pro. And there was a multi-man ladder match in it where uh, the winner had to climb up and grab a solid brass fanny pack, um, which is hilarious. Yeah, not bad. At the end of the two of the the main guys in this match are are two longtime GCW stars, uh, G. Raver, and um, uh, why is his name escaping my uh, Jimmy Lloyd? Sorry, Jimmy Lloyd and G Raver uh, are in this match. G Raver is about to climb. Everybody has been eliminated. Everybody is like dead on the outside. G Raver looks like he's about to win, and he's climbing that ladder. Jimmy Lloyd gets up and he grabs a new ladder from outside. And this new ladder happens to have two light tubes tied to the top. And he pushes it in, and they set it up. Now, I don't know what the original finish to this match was supposed to be, but here's what happens. And this made big news in the wrestling world. They fucked something up, some move fucked up, and Raver fell the wrong way on the light tubes coming down, and the light tubes spiked right up into his armpit. Sliced him right open, and right away, Right away, when you see this, you know something's wrong. You know that he knows something's wrong. He has a, and he is one of the toughest men you'll ever see, one of the toughest deathmatch wrestlers you'll ever see in your life. And you could see fear in his eyes. He rolled out of the ring right away and ran to the back. That's how you know this shit was going to be fucked up. Moving on, um, he's out for a long time. Due to, due to surgeries and all that. Unfortunately, he lost full uh, feeling in his arm and his hand. Jesus. Um, just fucked all the nerves up. As a day job when he's not wrestling, he's a tattoo artist. 
no feeling in your hands, how can you be an artist? Yeah. Fuck that up too. So uh, when he decided to come back to wrestling, they said, fuck it. And they turned it into a storyline. Of course. And why he, not, right? And he, and he comes back and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill Jimmy Lloyd. And they ended up having like three more matches. And somehow Jimmy Lloyd always ended up with the upper hand at the end of it. Well, this time for the main event of this show, uh, G Raver creates this match that he says, this is going to be the one, this is the one where I finally end you. You're, we're going to go into a match. I call the glass ceiling. I saw all these clips all over Twitter. Well, they create, they fucking, you name it, and they're like, yeah, I saw that know. big superplex spot they did off the scaffold through the okay, glass. That was the guy looked like he spot. fucking yeah. broke his neck. Um, it was actually, if you if you actually watched it, it was a very good spot. They like they protected themselves really. really no, good. the guy. So the guy that gave the suplex, he protected yeah. the other guy, fantastic. Yeah. But it looked like he came yeah. down on his upper shoulders, almost on the back of his neck, almost. It looked scary, uh, man. Maybe that's how it looked. Um, he was fine after the spot, so I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not hmm. how it went down. No, no, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it was yeah. like. I'm just saying it looked very scary. It looked like he almost got seriously injured. But they played the story, and GCW isn't exactly known for their brilliant storylines. But the story of this is. As Mike's laughing, I just switched my drink from a very watery alcohol based drink to a very sweet, fizzy drink, and I made a very funny face there. (laughs) Uh, But the the commentators um, who were on this KG is, is the normal commentator here. And he was with Slack, who was one of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers in history. And they're, they're commentating for this and they sold it so well, how this guy G Raver has not touched a piece of glass in two years. You know what I mean? That changed very quickly. Yeah. How they're like, you know, he's done other things. He's, he's had, you know, him and Jimmy Lloyd had a had a barbed wire match only three weeks ago, and, and you know, and he and he set Jimmy Lloyd on fire like six months ago. He goes, but he hasn't touched glass, and, and they they made it work. They 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 used the fear angle. It was great. G Raver ends up winning in the end. So I, I I'd like to think this is probably the blow off to this feud. It wouldn't make sense to go any farther than it, but uh, it, it's great for everybody involved. Unfortunately, these two guys, you're never going to see them outside GCW. No. All right. These guys are not going to be found in, in any other promotion. Well, no major promotion anyways. Uh, they just don't have that kind of talent. I'm sorry. Or the, or the right look. They're also not in the right shape. Um, maybe G Raver is, but his style will never fly anywhere else. Jimmy Lloyd is a fat geek but his he's over as fuck in GCW. You know what they should have done to blow off this uh, as one final thing, because since they took everything that was so reality based into this mm-hmm. made into the storyline, because they should have had the guy that got hurt and uh, fucked his hand up and couldn't tattoo anymore. He should have gave him right. a fucked up tattoo at the very end. <laughs> 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 fuck you! You'll never forget me now. That's that's actually pretty genius. Um, um, yeah, and, and then they ended it, you know, with no respect at all. Like, like you, you weren't gonna have them be like, "Okay, it's over now." Shake hands, none of that. They're flipping each other off. They're giving each other the finger. Yeah, I, uh, I like that. G G Raver shoved this fucking mouth full of broken glass and spit it in Jimmy's <laughs> face. It was it, it was a great it's a, it was a great way to end this feud, and I hope that this is the end of it because now Jimmy can go on. Uh, Jimmy will continue to be a big star in GCW. Uh, I think G Raver is going to retire in the next few years. Well, before we move on from GCW, tell everybody one more time where they can find this if they're interested to watch it. Uh, um, well, it, it, if you're like me and you want to actually support the company, um, you can get it uh, on uh, Fight TV. Um, it's only a $20 pay-per-view. That's really not that expensive when you break things down. Um, in time, it might eventually go to... Uh, to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, ITV, the the IWTV app. Um, they not all of GCW stuff goes there, but in time it, it usually have to wait a couple months and it goes there. Uh, IWTV is about I think it's eight dollars a month, and you get uh, something like sixty different independent promotions. 
Um, it's a pretty good app. I enjoy it. But uh, but GCW, unfortunately, you have to wait a while. By the time you actually get to see it, you're going to be far behind. But uh, if you want to, if you wanted to give the boys a couple bucks buy this pay-per-view it's it's really worth it they've really been on on their pay-per-views their last three four pay-per-views have all been great well and that concludes this portion of the show story time gcw story time with mike <laughs> if you guys are interested in that type of stuff hey tune, man. tune in and tune in, tune in in two weeks from now man because they're gonna have another pay-per-view uh, and i'm gonna watch it and and, we'll and, you, it. and the person that's going to be coming on the show is probably going to have a lot to say about that as well right um, yeah, I mean, we haven't made any solid things. I, I never like to say something's going to happen until they're actually on the screen with us. Fair. But, um, but if I'm going to spoil anything, I should, by all means, uh, have my good friend and former co-host, Danny Franchise, on the show. And everybody knows that he's all also a big Deathmatch fan, so that'll be fun. Yeah, Danny is going to step in. I'm going to be after next week's show. I'm taking two weeks off as I am moving to a brand new house and I will be painting and living that grown up life for a couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully there'll be a show to come back to on as I'm leaving in your hands, Mike. And uh, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> well see if I, I'm I ever going to be back. I, mean, I was trying so hard to set up a surprise for Danny. I was trying to set up an interview between with, with for me and Danny with a guy named Matt Tremont who is one of the most legendary uh, deathmatch uh, wrestlers in history. Um, I also, and I knew this wasn't going to happen, but I tried to get Nick Gage on the show uh, so we could promote his, uh, his dark side thing. Can you imagine me, Danny, and Nick Gage on the show? <laughs> That's the right week for me to take off, man. <laughs> All right, real quick before we move into the list, I want to talk about, um, I think there's two things that we want to talk about here. Uh, uh-huh. Number one, uh, let's stick with your right up your alley here with Ring of Honor, brand new television champion, and Tony Deepin crowned. Uh, very quick reign for Tracy Williams there. Yeah, and I don't know how to feel about it. I, on one hand, I'm very excited that, that, that Tony Deppin is the new champion. On the other hand, I don't know if they gave Tracy enough time. Maybe it was just a quick fix to get the belt off of uh, Dragon Lee since he was having issues coming over. Or yeah, I don't know. maybe. I don't know what happened there, but, you know, we'll see. Big opportunity for Tony. And uh, Well, course- that's the thing. It is a, I, I don't think because, let's be honest, man, Tracy, number one, he's put in a lot of time in ROH. Number two, Tony, or uh, uh, um, Tracy has that rub from the foundation right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, he's that, a tag champion too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe he doesn't need the title as much as Tony would. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think Tony can benefit from the title a bit. More. I, I think so too. And you know, and uh, depending on what time you're listening to this show, you can go to the Ring of Honor Experience Facebook page, eight at eight p.m. and join in on a live Q and A with uh, Tony. He's doing it uh, this Thursday, which uh, is when we drop the show. So. Oh, that's great. For some odd reason, I thought it was today. It was supposed to be today. They pushed it to Thursday because of technical difficulties. All right. So you can jump on and ask a question and hopefully count it out, can jump on and ask a couple questions too. And the last thing I want to talk about, and I would say the the biggest one for the end here, is uh, Mr. Andrade showing up in AAA, calling out Kenny Omega. I know we've had a big discussion about Kenny Omega last week, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made my opinions clear. You've made your opinions clear. But if you're not a wrestling fan and you tell me you don't want to see this match, I think anybody's crazy. These guys are going to have an amazing match. If it happens. I mean, I, I, I mean yes. Uh, I mean, I think that's money. I think that's great. I, I don't get why you're that excited. But I, I never saw the big picture with Andrade. I um, I'm a I big... think he's very good. I think he's very good, but I never saw top guy in on in on Andrade. I never did. I don't see him as being a top guy in the WWE. I don't think that. I don't think that. Wait, anybody... with that said, he was top guy. He was top guy in NXT for a long time. And one so... of the one of the greatest matches that I've ever watched in my entire life, and that's over thirty years of being a wrestling fan, was him against Johnny Gargano at that takeover. Oh. So Johnny Gargano, Kenny Omega, the same shit, different pile, man. Those guys are two of the best in-ring workers on the planet right now. You give me Andrade, you give me Kenny. I don't watch AAA. I don't follow it. I won't pretend to. 
I'm hoping that they just give it the time and, and let these guys go out there and just do what they do best. And, you know, you give those guys a half an hour, 45 minutes in the main event of Triple Mania, they're yeah. going to tear the house down. Yeah. And, and if you're, I don't know who's booking Triple Mania right now. I don't think it's, I'm pretty sure it's not Vampiro, who it used to be. Um, but it, but if, I, if I'm booking Triple Mania right now, it's, I'm definitely looking at this. I'm going to watch a match. I'll, I'll yeah. find a and way if, to watch and it. And Deanna Peroso, too. And if I'm Tony, yeah, well, let's talk about that in a second. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm letting this shit happen, right? Well, he has to. Kenny yeah. Omega is the AAA world champion. He's been he's been competing. He's been the world champion for over a year now in AAA. He's the world champion? I thought it was a lesser title. Lydia. No, he, he is the world champion. Kenny Omega, man, he's doing some cool shit right now. Yeah, but the match with uh, with uh, Perazzo, that'll uh, that'll yeah, put some eyes in the car. I love well. seeing her over there too, man, because this girl's a superstar, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. that, that's awesome to get her over there. Another unification match with AAA women's title. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Before we get to the list, I uh, want to give a little shout-out to our boys over at the Circle of Debate podcast. want to wish them a very happy one-year uh, anniversary that is coming up this Sunday, I believe. I think that's when their show's dropping um gotta say lots of love to them man they they are the set up a bunch of fun stuff for the league of extraordinary podcasters nothing but love to the circle debate guys so i just wanted to put that out there absolutely congratulations gentlemen um we know what it feels like to turn one it's a great feeling so uh enjoy your day enjoy your moment that's it man and uh don't do what we did where we just got shit faced and put ourselves over for the whole one year show that we did <laughs> bullshit do what we did yeah and get I, ian riccoboni on your show and get shit faced and talk shit i feel like we just get shit faced and put ourselves over every week anyway i was so. gonna say i don't understand why that's any different than any other week um i do it for jonah uh I, I decided a long time ago that I was going to quit drinking. And then I found out that Jonah thought it was really funny when we get drunk on the show. So I said, Oh, well, I can't stop. I, I, so I do this for Jonah every week. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll tell ourselves, right? <laughs> oh, all right, man. So now we got all that stuff out of the way. Something that I'm definitely not going to put over is your list. <laughs> so Are you ready to listen to some tunes though, dude? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because I go hard. I go hard on my top seven, man. I got some bangers. Yeah, man. Well, uh, as you guys heard on the YouTube page, I have spliced in all of the music that Mike has played as well, so you get to listen along for that. It took me a very long time, and it's going to be no different right now, man. So, without further ado, take it away, Mike. All right, man. You ready for this? Listen. After our after our debacle on YouTube that you that you've created, I don't know if I can handle this this top seven this top seven list here that you're we're gonna start, give us now. We're starting strong, buddy. We're I, you know what? Strong. Make it like a bandage, man. Just rip rip it right off of me. We're starting with one of my favorite theme songs of all time that I was lucky enough to see the band who uh, wrote it perform it live, and it was really cool. We're going slow chemical by Finger Eleven. That's Kane, baby. All right, this is a cool song. Uh, I one that I kind of forgot about. Kane's had. Let's be real. Kane's always had good theme songs. But this uh, even is, this is. I think this is the top for him. This is the best song that he has. I think this fit him the best. Uh, you know what? Early Kane, that theme music really fit him with that of organ. Course. Yeah. But but after that, you know, honeymoon phase of Kane was over. I think this is the theme that always will remind me of Kane. Of course. But um, I I do love that organ theme. Yeah. Of course, because that's the quintessential Kane. The that must be Kane. Like, yeah, that, that is that character. 
And that organ just sounds but, so but, badass. But just like the under, just like the Undertaker, Kane has evolved and changed his character over the years. A thousand so, percent. So has his music, and so this, uh, oh, this, uh, what's it called? Uh, this Finger Eleven theme just really fit what he was doing at the time. Yeah, no, I agree with it, man. And and Kane was super over at this time too. You know, this is about the two thousand two range. Uh, big mistake, I think, not putting the world title on him in that unification match with Triple H. Um, yeah, man, this is a great scene. This is a banger. And Finger Eleven is a hell of a band. I've I've seen them uh, do some acoustic stuff live before yeah, as well. I've I've seen them live seven or eight times, and they're always great. And seeing them, uh, some of the very small show ones, and they and they pulled this one out, which was really cool. It's funny. I've seen Finger Finger Eleven as a Canadian band, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. My and uh, from right I've seen the corner from us, Burlington, Ontario. That's right. And I I've seen them play live twice, but I've never seen them do a show. I saw them at this thing called the Andy Kim Christmas Special, where they played a three-song set uh, on acoustic. And then I saw them at um, a Casby Awards, which is a uh, Edge 102 is a radio station in Toronto. And they do a, an awards ceremony, and they played with Sam Roberts. Again, three-song sets each. I've only seen them. Which, yeah, Which is funny, because the first time I saw them was at Edge Fest. Ah, there you go. Put on by the Edge Radio Station. So there you go. See, yeah. look at us. So, all right, we're playing nice so far on the number seven. Because on YouTube, we were not playing nice. No, not on the so show much. last week, we we're not playing nice. At the beginning, at least, uh, everything was nice after with the list because uh, we were feeling no pain. But uh, <laughs> speaking of feeling no pain, I have a feeling I'm going to start feeling pain soon, man. So why don't you hit me with your number six? Canadian band to another. We're going to do Our Lady Pieces whatever for the Rabid Wolverine Chris Benoit. It's a great theme. This is a great theme. You want to talk about pop factor? The minute that opening riff hits, people went fucking nuts for this. Yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a fun theme, and Benoit's original theme was really good too. It was really good, which of course was the inspiration for whatever. Um, but this there was just something about the lyrics, the 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 guitar riff, everything. It fit Chris Benoit so. Oh, well. oh, big time! It really, it really set him. I can still picture him walking out to that theme, big pop, and you know, say what you want about Benoit, and every time he comes up, you have to have this conversation, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't care. This theme was awesome. It suited him perfectly. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And and you talk about your pop factor, you nailed it, man. That opening guitar rip. Have you ever seen the Our Lady Peace live DVD? I have not seen it, but I've heard the song live, like the version of it. Okay. Well, off that DVD. So on that DVD, um, they they play it live, and this, of course, is before Benoit passed, and. Uh, uh, Rain comes out and he starts talking about how he goes, you know, in my first life, I don't really like, I don't watch wrestling. I, I, I'm more of a UFC guy. I like the real shit. Like, you want to talk about real? This guy's fucking real. It's like, yeah. we did this song for Chris fucking Benoit. And then just like went into it. And uh, you know, it was a really cool version. You know, they don't play this song live anymore because no, of him. They, right? they yeah. it, yeah. It's, it's got to be too painful for them because they knew the guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the... And, and they, they're also from, from Alberta and you know, it's got to be tough. All right, I gotta say, I don't hate what you got going on right now. But you, you still started, have, you still are have you starting to understand why some of the other ones didn't make the top seven, though. No, I would have had, uh, I would have had uh, Kurt Angle over Kane, in all honesty. All right, but but moving uh, on to my number five. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, you still got five spots to to fucking piss me I off, do. so. So, so I guess this is where I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> We're doing evolution, baby. Mm-hmm. 
That's a fucking great theme. This is Randy Orton's first theme as well, technically. Like uh, that's what he always used. Did, did, I just love Lemmy. What, like what, what was he using before when he was just doing the uh, generic, generic babyface music? But I, I just love Lemmy. Like you never know what the hell he's gonna say. Like he's always <laughs> just like. To find out that Triple H was a huge Motorhead fan, because I was a big Triple H uh, mark at the time, and I have been a huge Motorhead fan since I was about twelve. Yeah, so, I have no, I know we're not done talking about Motorhead today. So the fact that that he was a, this big fan, and that, you know, they came out and played at WrestleMania, and they did three fucking songs for Triple H, three. Um, and yet, yet for some reason, Lemmy's not in the Celebrity Wing Hall of Fame yet. Well, you know my opinion of the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. I'm having a good time so far, all right? But, let, but, but let's talk about this one. Um, Do you want me to sing it again? Let's set the stage here, man. Let's set the stage. You've got the Cerebral Assassin, Triple H, whose character up until this point uh, has been that of this, like, rough and tough fucking he's the game he's you know he's been using his other motorhead theme he's got this like rough biker look to him and then you got you got the nature boy you got you got this this young upstart in in uh, randy orton and um and then you got this kid named mark jindra oh no sorry batista oh uh, i see what you did there <laughs> suck it jindra <laughs> Although he was a good sport about it on uh, that that documentary they did, yeah, he he was. Um, so basically, you're looking at getting a theme song that's going to give you that horseman feel, right? And it because does. That's basically what they were. They were the new horsemen because they were they they were they were fucking styling and profiling. They were they were rich. They were getting off jets in their music video in, in their fucking Titantron video and shit. You know, they were they were wearing suits, they're wearing gold watches. They the other three were doing their best Ric Flair imitations every fucking week. So you needed something that's gonna fit that that horseman style. Yeah, and the pyro that they and had, the fall on, down glitter yeah, that went with it. Oh yeah. How beautiful was that? Yeah, it was good, man. And on paper, motorhead is not what you think of. When they came out with Line in the Sand, it works so well. So well. And it's a yeah. great song. It's mm-hmm. one of those songs where it doesn't you don't even care that it's a wrestling theme, you know? I can put on all three of the uh, Motorhead wrestling theme songs and be like, yeah, this is just a Motorhead tune to me. Yeah, and, I'm not, I'm been, not I'm huge on Bow Down to the Game. And I've been listening to Motorhead for over 30 years. I'm not huge on Bow Down to the Game, but that's that's my that's just me. It's just okay. What the King of Kings? Yeah, the King of Kings one. I'm not huge on that one. Yeah, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be making any top lists for me. Like, no. eventually we're we're gonna do the rest of the 2000s. I, I don't know that it's gonna make that list, but I do love listening to it because uh, because I'm a Motorhead fan. I was that guy. I've only gotten to see Motorhead live lo- once in my life. It was back. Oh, in, nice. Back in 2011, and I. It was at a festival, and I'm right up against the stage. I was close enough for Lemmy to spit on me if he wanted to. And I bet you if he saw your face, he probably would have. <laughs> and I'm that <laughs> asshole in the crowd screaming, play the game! Play evolution! <laughs> play, like, like, I'm screaming, like, like, I'm not marked that day. It was funny. I feel of like course, he didn't play it, did he? He didn't play any of the three WWE songs. No. But he proved at WrestleMania that he doesn't know the lyrics. Oh, I was I was saving that. I was saving that until I'm sure this will be on your list. So <laughs> what do you got for us at the number four spot? All right, my number four. I, okay, <laughs> I alluded to this um, on our YouTube show, and I'm coming at it now. This is going to be a big surprise to you, and I don't think you're going to agree with me, but that's okay. Um, because he's not... When the guys you think of when you think of this big, big, huge thing, even though he is he is a Hall of Famer, but his theme song. You want to talk about pop factor? The minute this theme starts, people are off their asses in a second. Because this man 
is one of a kind. Rob Van Dam. This theme's awesome. And his first theme was awesome, too. The first thing, again, one of those songs, just like uh, Slow Chemical and whatever, they took the existing theme song and kind of made it into something new with a band, right? And his ECW theme was awesome. Uh, Pantera? Fair to say, Rob Van Dam. It's pretty fucking awesome. Goddamn. Uh, as soon as you heard that little, I don't even know what you call it. That yeah, I don't know how you describe that either. And then when you heard the lyrics, one of a kind. And that pyro hit too. Yeah, man, you get fired the fuck up. I'm not even a huge RVD fan. Oh, and I that was. music pumps me the fuck up every single time. That's one of my uh, workout songs. When I do work out, I, uh, that, that's on my list every single time. Yeah, that's That one. gets the blood going every single time. Yeah. I, I, I'm at RVD right when this theme kind of first came out. Me and uh, me in front of the show, Wilson, who we all love, Wilson. We were at Fan Access for WrestleMania 18. And we were in line to meet Rhino because Rhino was out with neck surgery at the time. And we were about 10 people away, and, and Rhino left. And we were like, oh, that sucks. And then RVD walked out. We're like, whoa, this is the best, right? <laughs> and Rob Van Dam walked out eating an apple, just looking high off his fucking tree. <laughs> and he walked right beside us, like literally a foot away from us, to throw his apple corn in the garbage. Wilson looks at Rob and goes, hey, Rob, got the munchies? And RVD just looks at him and goes, hey, 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 and shakes his head. Yes, it was fucking oh, awesome. That guy is hilarious. Yeah, no, this is a banger, man. This is a, this is the perfect spot for it, too. I, I'm with I'm you on this. I'm so happy. I thought you were going to be upset that you made it this high on my list. No, that's I, a great song. I, I'm so happy for that. Um, My number three is one I don't think you would have thought of. Uh, and I don't think most people would have thought of, but uh, it defined a generation. It defined an era of wrestling. So I think it deserves to be here. Um, we're going full raw here, man, with the Union Undergrounds across the nation. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the state, and across the nation. And it's a Very interesting. Very interesting. Yep. Just like the last list we did, we did 90 through 94, and, and we had to talk about Thorn in Your Eye. Well, here here we go again. We're doing raw theme songs. And I I think this is one of the last raw theme songs I truly loved. Yeah, uh, me too. From the This very, was the last good one, man. From the very first raw theme song. What about Nickelback? Till now. Um, you know what? I didn't mind the Papa Roach one. Yeah, that was okay. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't hate the Nickelback thing. I didn't. Ha- I didn't hate the Nickelback one. We're going I didn't love it. Yeah. I didn't hate it either. This was the last one I loved. Um, and it really, like I said, it defined an era. Like, like this. As soon as Rock kicked on, you heard that you got the drugs, no matter my generation. Yeah, it, it, it got your. Again, one of those things you got your blood pumping what? before the, the the show even started. Man, especially like if you were there live in the arena, because I was at a bunch of Raws when this was a theme song, and 
man, it was hyped. Like they would get you hyped up and then the pyro would play and then you move to the music as yeah. you're doing the crowd shots. Yeah, man. This was the energy that you don't feel uh, in the present day. I, I know you Thunderdome. Know, I don't even like, know what the Raw theme song is right now. No, neither do I. <laughs> but we are great podcasters and do our research. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, we're, I'm sorry. We are wrestling podcasters. We do watch wrestling. We just don't happen to watch a lot of. Dumb That's why we don't watch Raw. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure you weren't expecting this theme to make the list because you don't think of these kind of themes right away. But I think it deserves the number three spot. I, I think it does. I think it's an important uh, piece of music. I'm with you, man, and I'm excited to hear your number two. We're going back to my boy Lemmy, baby, and we're gonna play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> it's all about the game, and how you play it, all about your truth, and if you can take it, all about your death, and if you can pay it, it's all about pain, and who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder, ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I made the rules So move on out, you can die like a fool Try to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, sucker, why don't you ask me? Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play I really thought this was going to be your number one. I know you did. I'm surprised it's not. How, but how could it not be at least number two? Um, one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Now, controversial opinion, it's not my favorite Triple H theme of all time. I, like the, the I am blood a stuff? huge fan of My Time. Yeah, My Time was good. My Time is my favorite Triple H theme. Um, it was my original number two on this list until you reminded me that he stopped using it like two, two weeks, weeks into 2000. Yeah. Technically, so, you could have had it. Technically, you could have had it. Technically, but you know, no. Uh, but I love, I, I love that theme. However, this theme, man, Triple H has always had bangers for themes. Yeah. You know, uh, other than the fucking drink, drink milk, love life theme, still uh, suited him at the time. Still very much suited him. I really, I really like his original theme though. Like before that one. The, the the very yeah love that um but he's always had great themes always he hasn't had one shitty theme um and this one just suited him so well when he started using it but when I think of this theme I really think of his uh um right before WrestleMania 18 uh face run yeah, the return know, at Madison Square Garden, man. Yeah, I know people think of this as, as, a, as a heel theme because he was a heel when he started using it. But when I think of this theme, I really think of that people fucking, like when he returned after his big yeah. injury. Yeah, you know? I'm with you. Yeah, like that, that's what I think of. No, um, I, I agree. You want to you talk about heel Triple H, you can talk about the evolution theme, the King of Kings theme. You know, all these, these things, but when I think of the game, I think of people fucking popping for that motherfucker. 100%. All right. I guess that only leaves one. I am I have no idea what it's going to be. I almost feel like you're going to give me heat for this, but I don't care. This song is just so fucking good. It works for this man's character at the time. Uh, it pops the fuck out of him for the character he was working with at the time um he has only used the theme again maybe three times since and it gets a deafening pop when he does this is basic fucking wow 
So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is big basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic basic thugonomics. Word life. This really surprised me, I and I, I highly disagree with this as okay. well. Yeah. Um. Not to take away from the theme, but I, I don't. I, I think. Uh, I think uh, I would have had Kurt Angle over this maybe as well as Jericho. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. No way. When was the last? Like, like, like look at those pops you would get. Uh, I don't remember what WrestleMania it was when you did that double entrance when you had all you know. First, all his clones came out to the yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that. That was thirty-two, I think. No, twenty-five. Sorry, twenty-five. Twenty-five. I got, I got lost. I drink, I drink heavily during WrestleManias now. <laughs> and then you know the pop a few years ago when he when he was uh, uh, feuding with the Rock and he used it to come out. Yeah, I mean, this, it's a, it's a great theme. It's a great theme, and I, I think that if the time frames allowed his other theme to be there, that would be the number one. I think. I like. I think the theme far surpasses his new. His, his, yeah, out of your mind. His recent theme. You were doing his, so good. I've never, but I've never liked it. My, the the fucking uh, my time is now. I, yeah, is probably if we were doing, if we were doing the seven most annoying theme songs of all time, that would be my number one. Oh, you're out of your mind. You did so good up until the number one. Shut the fuck up. I you did so much. You did so good until the number one. I'm so proud of you for most of this list. <laughs> all right. When we get to the honorable mentions here, just so you guys know, I ain't playing all the themes for the honorable mentions that you've heard throughout it because we're going to have a massive list here. So let's just yes, fucking, yes. let's just bang through these the because there's going to be a lot. Out, like, yeah. yeah, I want to bang through these. Okay. Want me to start? Or do you want yeah, to you go first. We'll go one for one. One for one? Okay. K-Quick. K-Quick? The APA. Yeah, good one. Raven. D'Lo Brown. I got that too. China. Eddie Guerrero. Too cool. One that I can't believe didn't make any of your list, Gangrel. Again, I think of the late 90s for Gangrel. Fair. It was still around though. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure it was around 2000. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be don't, wrong. Don't laugh at me. I love this theme so much. Billy and Chuck. Yeah, I was on my list as well. <laughs> Uh, one that definitely should have been on your list somewhere, the Hardy Boys. Okay. Shane O'Mac. Yeah, good one. Uh, how about Sexual Chocolate Mark Henry? Ooh, good one. I forgot about that. Um, this one, I don't know if it fits the timeline. You have to remind me. Uh, but I wrote down Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, no, no. It's right before. Sheldon, uh, 04. Where to go to 04? Yeah. yeah, you're okay then. He, he yeah. started using it in 04. Uh, Mick Mick Foley. Yeah, which Foley theme were we talking about? Car crash. Yeah, car crash. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I've got. I want you to bang out a couple. I've got two left. You only got two left. I got a shitload to go. I know you do. Okay. Well, let let me talk about my two then, because I don't want you to to mention them. These two were originally on my list as ties somewhere because I didn't. I needed to talk about them because I loved them so much. But I realized they were only on the list because I love them. One is Eric Bischoff. Okay. Yeah. I love that theme. Yeah. That the other favorite. one. The other one I wanted on my list so fucking badly, but it just doesn't get the pop value that mo- that even some of the honorable mentions get, and that's unfortunate. But that's Victoria's theme song. Yeah, that's on my list as well. I All the things you said. All the things you said. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm going to bang through a lot. My criteria was if they were just used in this time period, they're fair game. So some <laughs> of them, uh, Val Venus, mm-hmm. Degeneration X was used at this time period, but I get what you're saying. Same with Vince. Uh, original William Regal. Love Regal's, all of Regal's <laughs> themes. <laughs> when you say original, I thought you meant the uh, man's man. No, no, no. Well, sorry. Second Regal theme then. <laughs> Uh, one that I'm really shocked didn't make your cup, Booker T. Yeah, 
Yeah, in hindsight, maybe I, I should have looked at it. It's definitely not something that came to mind. Uh, for me, Haku. He used that head shrinker theme, which I really liked. <laughs> okay. Rhino. Yeah. There's the next two I'm shocked didn't make any of your list either. Uh, Tajiri. All right. That, I'm surprised it, I didn't think of it for my honorable mention, but no fucking way it would have made my top 14. Uh, and the Hurricane as well. I forgot to write that down for honorable mention. I did think about it, uh, but it, again, wasn't making my 14. How about, uh, this is another big one, uh, Rey Mysterio. 619. All right. Again, I can't believe I didn't write it down as an honorable mention because it did make my original uh, list and it got moved off. Um, are, are we talking what you're going to do when they come for you? No, no, not Booyaka. We're talking. No, no, that's the same song. 619, the first one. Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y Mysterio. Right, yeah. That is actually, in my mind, that's the better theme song. Me too, I agree. I like Booyaka, I do. Yeah. But that one there, that's fucking money right there. These ones are cheat codes. Uh, Mr. Perfect, because he returned during this time period. But that's a 90s theme, I know. Uh, the NWO, because they were in at this time. And yeah, again, sure. okay. uh, Rob Zombie's Edge theme. Yeah. <sighs> Edge was a tough one for me. Uh, because I guess he even... When did he start using Metalingus? You might have caught him at the at that Survivor Series 04 or 05. Yeah, he, he and that's debuted why, well, that's why he didn't make the list because he didn't use it enough. In the yeah, time which is fair. Yeah. Which is fair. Um, Eugene, I've got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked his theme. JBL, good theme. Yep. Scott Steiner. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Mula and Mae Young. Oh, yeah, I, I did love their uh, their music. And the last one I got off, oh, the Undertaker's on there as well. Yeah. And the, the last one I got is, uh, yo, you dealing with the X Factor, because I am a mark for that song. Oh, I might I might even just play it to close the show, in all honesty. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to make a note to do that. So you you seem to agree more of my number seven than you did with my, uh, my, 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 my top seven than you did my top. You, the YouTube list. Yeah, the, the less we talk about your YouTube list, the better. But for those of you that didn't hear it, head but, back over but, to YouTube. But but you're contradicting yourself. Because if the reason, if you moved everybody you wanted to move from my YouTube list down, then where does the other people go? I mean, you I only, there's only two. I would have bumped Kane and I would have bumped Cena. And I would have put Angle and Jericho. All right. That's what I would have done, I think. Oh, I can't believe you would have bumped Cena. I, you can't I'm see fine me. That, I'm fine that you don't want him as my number one, but the fact that you don't even want him on my number in my top seven. I don't know if I put him in my top fourteen. That song is fucking phenomenal. Okay, listeners, this is where you have to come in. We don't have a whole lot of fucking Facebook and Instagram activity. People don't really talk much, but this is where I need you guys to change it. I need you guys to come onto Facebook and tell Tyler how fucking wrong he is. I'll take it. And that is uh, also at www.countedout7.com, at Countedout7, at all social media platforms. And uh, I will be back. Next week will be my last list for two weeks. But I'm not telling you what it is yet. Because, uh, I... <laughs> damn it. Uh, why don't you take us home, man? I'm I'm done for the night. I'm, I'm tired. I'm not even sure I'm going to want you back. <laughs> Thank God I'm the one who has to put the post the shows. Well, stay tuned in two weeks for the return of the lasting mark. And uh, oh my god! <laughs> until then, um, I'm glad that I got to argue with Tyler again because it's been a while since we fought this much. Uh, until, <laughs> until until we finally get rid of uh, Tyler in two weeks, I am looking forward to counting him out. And enjoy X Factor. Cheers. <laughs> I hope we get sued for using X Factor. <laughs> Yo, you dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I ever Yo. wanted, and I'll never Yo. give that back. Yo. Oh, I know you hate the that X-Factor. Factor, but you ain't gotta look at me like that. I said you ain't gotta look at me like that.